Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, video games. Welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and with me as always... It's Ben Vanell here. Tommy, it's great to see you once again. It's great to see you once again. I've only seen you uh, every second day for the past <laughs> seven days. <laughs> we've been on a real streak at the moment, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. We've been hard at work down in the content mines together. Yeah. Yep. Just bringing up loads... Of content. Yeah, we sent the canary down there first and the canary looked at us and said, this is dank content. And we <laughs> yes. were like, damn, we got to get down there. Oh, yeah. Well, helping us uh, uh, lift the rubble and truck it back up to the surface in a big mine cart. It's the great man himself. I got stuck in the mine for a few days. Mm. And my name's Adam Knox. But luckily, I got rescued by a friendly pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> He came and rescued me and my whole soccer team. <laughs> the best kind of pedophile I think you'll find. <laughs> uh, I reckon an antisocial one is better. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. Less of an issue. <laughs> an agoraphobic <laughs> Yeah. A little bit more of a... Yeah, no, you're right. That is the best kind. But they, you'd probably find a lot of them down in the mines then. Sure. I guess you'd go there if you were afraid of outdoors. Yeah. But then... Ah, oh, the mines are still scary. Like, I think you just want to be in a house if you're agoraphobic. Probably. I'm not sure, though. Agoraphobic's Luckily. like, you don't want to go outside? What yeah. is it? It's fear of crowds? Fear no. of open spaces. Open I'm pretty spaces. Fear of open spaces, yeah, right. I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, a mine would be kind of perfect. Yeah. You would need, that would be interesting to be like house hunting and mo- the things that are going to turn off most people about a house being too cramped, mm. you know, not enough natural light and all that stuff. You're just like, I love it. How much How much do you want? I'll double the amount of rent yeah. for this place. I mean, they're not wombats. They don't want to be in like a small... <laughs> yeah, I think you still want in, light. <laughs> but if they're in a living room that's too open, they're like, this absolutely will not do. I think it's mm. got to be a, a, a pretty big space. Okay, I think it's right. got to be horizons. I think, I mean, a pedophile in a mine it would be the happiest they could be because they'd be surrounded by miners. Hello. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. We're off, we're off and running. All right, I'm happy to let that line be the line that we draw under that riff. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank the God. The mine is caved in. Yep. <laughs> There's no more gold in there. Um, Some argue there never was any to begin with. You know why I was thinking of mines is because we recently played a game that took part largely, or at least partially, yeah. inside of a mine. We played Until Dawn yes. and recorded it, and that'll be going up on YouTube, uh, our YouTube channel specifically, yes. not just a random... Yep. Uh, oh, we're not going to get this like picked up by the Lad Bible or anything like that? That's <laughs> not a shame. up to me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Those yeah. guys are content curators. They, yeah. they jump in and they decide when that dog is funny enough. The best moments of our Let's Play will be on What's Mojo, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the top 10 moments. Oh, God. Uh, that would be great if we... That's something we should aim for is to make our YouTube videos so funny that they get stolen by Fuck Jerry yes. on Instagram. That's the, that's the new benchmark that we have to set ourselves, the boys. The dream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll be up, I think, in like a week and a half from yeah, today, something yeah, like yeah. that, right? Something yeah. like that, yeah. Um, but it's done and it's coming down the pipe. 
Uh, we finished the game. We had a good time doing it. Yes. Um, you'll hear us talk about it at length. People probably pretty psyched to watch us. If you've played the game, mm. you'll know what it involves. Lots of choices, lots of decision making. Oh, yeah. Lots of branching paths. Um, yeah, we had a good time doing it. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed myself. Yes. I don't know that it's something I would play again by myself, but I think the way that we did it was, I think, the kind of the perfect way of doing it. I agree. Huddled together on a couch, all facing <laughs> the same way, mm-hmm. getting tangled up in cords. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, good fun. Yeah. yeah. You know what else was good fun? A little, <laughs> a little, a little band camp episode that we just released to the public. Mm. Yeah, rareware, rareware. The history of rareware. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on Bandcamp now. You can buy that for a dollar or above, mm. whatever you would like to pay. And lots of like reminiscing. Australian dollar too, so like thirty-five cents. Ooh, <laughs> yes. A bargain. Yeah. Um, lots of reminiscing about uh, our own, well, me and Adam's memories of the games. <laughs> but mm. if you're yes. if you're not personally familiar with uh, the rareware games. Just a good little history of the company yeah. and kind of puts them into a bit of context of how the kind of, um, I guess, like, um, what would you call it? Massive run that they had mm. in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't feel like you can't enjoy it if you don't know anything about those games because you'll learn a bit. I, I enjoyed it. And, yeah, I sort of learned a lot about the rise and especially the fall yeah. of Rare. It's very interesting. Mm. Well, yeah, the things that they did early days when they were starting out and mm. making a name for themselves, pretty fascinating, pretty forward-thinking fellas. Yes. Uh, so check that out. What's that? Filthy, filth- FilthyCasualsPod.Bandcamp.com. Yes. Yep. Also, quick plug, if I may, for my exhibition. Let's keep plugging. Let's yeah. just make this episode all plugs. Okay. <laughs> Fine with that. Well, in many ways, you know, we're talking about video games that are out now or out in the future. Mm. That's kind of a plug. This That's is, kind of all the show ever is. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Batuta Advocate podcast. <laughs> We're doing secret advertorials. Um, my exhibition in Melbourne opening on November the 20th, pretty soon now, uh, 6 p.m. at B-Side Gallery, which is 100, 121 Brunswick Street in Fitzroy. Mm-hmm. So come down nice. to that if and you're ha- in Melbourne. And the, the exhibition runs for what, a couple of weeks? Yeah, it finishes on December the 1st. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. So come to the opening or just come whenever it suits you. Mm. Are you aiming, of it. aiming next year to be in the A-side gallery? <laughs> oh, yep. boy. Genuine question. Oh. Yep. Real question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know jack shit and that's a real question. <laughs> real that I'm talk. Asking. <laughs> <laughs> but then once I do the A-side gallery, where do I go from there? Album gallery. Yes. Ah. Or I guess like EP gallery and then album gallery, then concept album gallery, then like worst album than the last one, but still enough good wood, goodwill gallery. Yep. And then Bad Album Gallery. Okay. And then Revival Gallery, though. Mm. Yeah. And then... Where's Greatest Hits fit into this? I like that you think a concept album is more prestigious than just a regular album. It's mm. more just progression-based. I guess okay. the Greatest Hits either comes in the middle or at the end. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think the great... But surely the Greatest Hits album should be my last one I ever do. Yeah, Tommy you've, Gold. <laughs> or yeah. you're, you're trying to get out of uh, the contract, contract that you have yeah. with your building label. Right, right. And you need to just put out another album so yeah. you, you do that because it's mm. technically an album. It's all paintings that I've already done that people already know, but then there's like one or two new ones in there. Me audaciously sure. going, this deserves to be in my greatest hits. Yes. A live version of the painting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it just looks terrible. <laughs> You've done it in eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all the plug-in that we got to do. We got yeah. a bit of news... Bit of news going on this week. Yes, yeah, so something that through. we we chatted about off air in one on one of those days in the past seven days where we saw each other. Yep, was the Pokemon stuff. Mm. Uh, this 
is not going well. This launch controversial, controversial. Pokemon's like I think it's the last kind of big game out for the year. There's like Death Stranding is out tomorrow, which by the way we will be talking about in like a couple of weeks, probably. Probably, yeah. Life stuff we'll probably have more about it in a couple of weeks. We're all going to play it, and I'm looking forward to it personally. Yes, reviews are confusing and <laughs> yeah. in a way that I really am excited by. Yeah. Reviews came out like pretty early. Most games, it feels like now the reviews come out like a day or mm. two before Max. They they got all these out like a week and a half out. Yeah, which I never quite. Copper code. Pardon. Well, it would have been nice to have our review out, mm. but. Yeah. Uh, Nothing coming our way. I guess that delivery man got eaten by a ghost or something on the way with our copies. It's weird that the Sony press people don't respond to one of us is going to Vietnam and the other one's go- and another one of us is going to a wedding. So it really would suit us yeah. better yeah. to have this in advance. Weirdly, that doesn't really fit into their whole kind of like marketing scheme of mm. getting codes out to no. influencers and reviewers. They no, need no, they, to get their shit together. They, honestly, they piled all the codes up on top of each other and then they they just toppled over yeah. at the last minute. And they've been spending the past seven days sort of just like. Piling them back up. <laughs> These are Death Stranding things, Tommy. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Are you looking at me as if you've played the game you, and I haven't? Because I've secretly been playing it this whole time. Oh. Here's my review. <laughs> oh. No, I haven't. Yeah, but Pokemon Sword and Shield, are that and like that Jedi game yes, are both out true. on the same day. And I guess they're the last two kind of big ones for the year. Which my skepticism for the Jedi game just rises by the day. Really? Unfortunately, mine, yeah. Mine is waning. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll meet in the middle and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to just quickly, because this might be the last like proper chance we get to do this before it's out? Death Stranding. Now we've prob- we've all read the three of us have like kind of dipped in on the reviews a little bit. Yeah, I've sort of avoided uh, to reading them in great depth. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, kind of getting a getting a general feel. I think mm. Metacritic it's like eighty six ish, which is like overall good. Yeah, but not like a runaway like you know blockbuster. But that result. is very unrepresentative. Of what I'm representative mm-hmm. of what the actual opinions have been because they've all either been yes. top of yep. the top right. or bottom of the bottom for video game reviews, which is like a six. Yeah. yeah. So what are you guys thinking based on just skimming it? What do you, what do you what does your heart tell you you're going to think about this game? The, it appears the consensus of people who know me think that I will <laughs> love it. Yeah. It's and it's certainly tending trending towards that for me. It's people are saying this is like a slow moving prestige drama movie and yeah. that sounds like something that I'll love. So right. I'm starting to feel probably that that's going to be the case for me. If I'm in a good mood playing it, I reckon I'll love this too. Yeah. It, the combat sounds like it's bad and all that sort of stuff, but I've suffered through some terrible games and finished them for some reason. Yeah. And the story sounds like it's shit in a fun way, mm. which is right up my alley. I sure. think I will like this despite itself, but it sounds like everyone who likes it does seem to like it despite itself. Yes. I don't know. We shouldn't mm. talk about it too much yet, I guess. Because mm. Yeah, sure. Be- I'm just interested to take the, take the temperature because it's one thing to sort of like... Because it, I think this is like the I can't remember anything else that's too much like this where we really had not much of an idea really what it was going to be mm. until the reviews. So the most interesting thing about the reviews wasn't so much like here's what people think. It's like here's our first kind of actual idea of what it is. Right. Like so many of the reviews I read opened with them going, all right, first things first. Mm. Here's what it actually fucking is. Yeah. And it's genuinely surprising to to you know to learn about that. Mm-hmm. Or to, yeah, finally know that. Another surprising, uh, genuine surprise is how f- much they seem to be fucking these Pokemon games that we're going to talk about. <laughs> yes. It's, it's crazy. So one of the m- biggest things about 
Pokemon for its entire existence. Mm. I mean, literally the tagline of it is got to catch them all. Yes. The, it, the whole point is that there's all these Pokemon and you try and get them all. I mean, not the whole point. There's other stuff that you do, but a big thing is look at all these little fucking cute guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, there's half of them gone yeah. from this one. There's been leaks of the, the final Pokedex from it. And of all of the previous ones, so obviously all the new ones are in it because they're new, except for like a couple that were introduced in Pokemon Go or something. Oh, right. Aren't in this one, but whatever. That would be great if they announced, guess what? We've even cut some of the ones (laughs) you don't even know about, which is true. All the British themed ones that they revealed. Nah, the cake one's gone. Yeah, that would have been true. They would have had ones they were working on that they just didn't make the cut, you know, in development. Queen Mon has abdicated. (laughs) Charles Mon is, is in. Uh, yeah, it's a, like, so there's, here's a little grid. Mm. Uh, this is from uh, the Polygon article about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Heaps yeah. missing. They're, it's highlighted in green, the ones that are in, and uh, left white, the ones that are out. And fuck, it's heaps. It's it looks, heaps. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, when they first announced that the entire, what, what do they call it, National Pokedex yeah. wasn't going to be in it, a lot of people got very upset by that and fired up by that. And then I think there were a lot of people in the camp of going, just chill out, who cares? But then the actual number that are missing, mm. I think even the people that were like giving them the benefit of the doubt and maybe a bit more chill about it, even they're like, no, this is wild that so many are gone. It's yeah. pretty fucking bonkers, especially when like of these first 150, their big thing is like, well, it's been too hard to make them again for the upgrade to the Switch. So we're not doing all of them. But all of those first 150 were in the Pikachu and Eevee ones yeah, last exactly. year. So that can't be the case. And mm. to have this whole thing of going Pokemon Go kind of gets people back into it in, yeah. a, in a sense. Um, the Eevee and Pikachu one from last year does a bit more of that. So to kind of be like really trading on this nostalgia and then kind of if this had just kind of come out, you know, in isolation, mm. it, it you know, maybe it wouldn't maybe the like the classic ones being gone wouldn't register to people as much. I don't know. It's still, I mean, it still would, but it feel it feels even meaner given that they've just kind of like recently done this whole thing of getting people back it's into the these like play, classic yeah. ones to then go. Actually, now nah, we were just kidding. I think it, the yeah. big problem with it too is that it doesn't seem as though they've justified that decision. It doesn't seem like this game is different enough, or like no. enough of a sidestep from what it normally is, or any anything about it. Kind of makes it make sense that these would all be gone, right? If it yeah. were a, if it were a leap, if it were really doing something different, it'd be a bit easier to forgive and be like, okay, well, you know, whatever, it's a new thing. I can kind of, yeah. I can kind of be cool with that. But it's not, and I don't get, like, I really don't understand the justification of like it's too hard to put these ones in. Like it, I mean, that's just what it is. That's the game that you're making. Yeah, this like the leap to the switch as well. It's like this is the chance for this to be a proper console game yeah. of this generation. And yeah, like a lot of the people in our f- Patreon Facebook group are, are saying like, well, this takes away a lot of the like replayability of the Pokemon games. Like I want to be able to go through with the different lineups, catch yeah. different, like it's right. not just being able to 100% at once. It's, it's the replayability. Well, and I think just it, having that empty that, or even if, it's just a feeling of empty squares to be filled mm. would bother me forever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not not having the option to be able to get all that, even if I probably wouldn't normally. Mm. It, it's fucking weird. What I want to know is, what is the decision-making process behind the ones that they have cut? Like, mm. there's so many missing that presumably at some point they've had to sit down 
and justify why one is and why one uh, why another one isn't, which is I think arguably just as much work mm. as just putting them all in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the idea as well, like they've they fucked it up with some of them. The idea that they've gone like, oh, that fucking pelican guy, he's in, but uh, who's out? Fucking uh, get rid of Jigglypuff. What? She's got Whoa. yeah, Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff's out. not in. All of the most famous ones are uh, apparently the most uh, oh. sort of popular one in the world at the moment is uh, that fucking fu- Greninja. Yeah, he's out. Fuck. Yeah, P- uh, Pikachu's in. Well, the thing that I read somewhere, which is kind of an in- a good point, I think, is that it you know it's easy to go. Even if you're the one making the decisions, it's like, well, whatever, you know, this one can just go. But the problem is, these games have been around for so long, and they you know they mean a lot to a lot of people. Everyone is someone's favorite. Yeah. So there's no way of you doing this in a way where it's like, hey, we want to save space, we want to freshen it up, we want to mix it up. It's like it's just impossible to like pick a roster that you're going to get rid of that unless isn't going to severely bum out at least one person out there. Unless you take the opportunity to go, hey, last year we put out Pikachu and Eevee that was only the first 150 in those mm. this time we're going to a new region there's a new 150 yes they're I all was new say, none yeah. of the old ones are back they're all brand new the yes. only clean way to do it is to start completely fresh yeah. which probably still makes sense for them in a financial sense yeah merchandising it's like fuck yeah. yeah there's a whole bunch of new ones that people have to buy and it might sound funny to be like well because we're getting 400 more than that so why would I be annoyed that there are more Pokemon than just the New ones. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But going halfway with adding the old ones is feels worse for some reason. And it's so out of touch with what... It just is worse. Like, people, the reaction proves that it's been a bad idea. It's not what people want from these games at yeah. all. Well, so. it's just I was saying to you guys off air, like, they, the way they've... Everything they've shown about this game seems like it's so rigidly sticking to the conventions of what a Pokemon game has been for so long that that immediately has put off people like us who aren't diehards, who mm. want to see something a bit new from it. And so you would you would kind of think that yeah, the only people that would be on site at this point are those people who yeah. love those games. Just and happy don't want for, them to for more of the same. Yeah. yeah, don't change the mechanics. Yeah, a bigger world maybe, but keep it Pokemon that I know and love. Right. Yeah, and then they've managed to put them off site as well. Mm. You could not. You couldn't orchestrate a worse rollout of a game than this. It's yeah. it's baffling, and it's it's kind of now in the same. Realm is Death Stranding where it's like, I can't, I really cannot tell which way, way this one's going to go critically, whether when it all comes down to it, it's still just like fun to play and this stuff mm. doesn't really matter or mm. whether it, it feels like it's maybe going to get get a bit of a rinsing if critically. It's, if it's more of the same sort of thing, but with less of what it's had, yeah, that's just a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. They, they have to innovate on the gameplay or the presentation in a way that compensates for that. And it doesn't feel like they're going to. Right. I'd be shocked. I'd be very shocked if... I yeah. think they think that the big versions of them is the, is yeah. doing that. But it's like, that's, I, that's not really going to make all that much of a difference. If you expand like four Pokemon to be the size of eight Pokemon, it doesn't compensate <laughs> for removing them. They're still the same ones. No one will notice. As long as they're all in a sack, no <laughs> right. one will notice. Yeah. So that's what you think that's their theory is it's, that there was a weight limit behind it. It's a volume. It. It's like, well, some it of them a, are massive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, speaking of things being the same again and again, but on a sort of downward trajectory, mm. I read an interesting thing about Ubisoft this week. So after Ghost Recon Breakpoint came out, which none of us played. Mm. Nor had any interest in even it being aware of it. None at all. Yeah. <laughs> so to be fair, this is hearsay, but it seems like it's not very good. Right. Uh and it has not sold well, and it seems like uh, Division 2 didn't uh, sell well either. Mm. 
So apparently in Ubisoft, this is from uh, Jason Schreier, the Kotaku guy who often breaks a a lot of stories. So Mm -hmm. I'm inclined to believe that this is true. Out of Ubisoft, people are saying that the process for making... So they put back those three games that were still coming out and all of the new games that they're going to make from there, there's going to be a pitch process um, where they developers have to pitch what is unique about their games. Wow. They have reacted really harshly to this and they have identified what the issue is. Yeah. And it seems like they're responding to that to try and stop it from happening again. So if that's true, that people at Ubisoft have to go, hey, here's the thing about our game that doesn't make it another climate tower do some bullshit Ubisoft game. Yeah. yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Absolutely. Should be more common. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. That is that is interesting. And like they're clearly the... Uh, I mean, the they're not the company that does the most similar games but they're the ones who've copped the most heat for it and clearly they've copped the most market <laughs> uh, impact from right it. well especially when it's like it was the thing of all their different genres of games having the same gameplay sure right. or not even different genres i mean far cry and uh ghost recon aren't that different now but ghost recon used to be very different yes and rainbow six used to be very different and like the crew had you like basically going to towers and unlocking little missions and all that shit. Right. And they did it once with Assassin's Creed. They changed it mm. a fair bit, mm. not enormously, but a fair bit. Watch Dogs, again, is the same gameplay template, but that had a unique selling point. It can work, but I think they have reached a point where every game they've put out during this generation, I'm pretty sure, has been that template. Yeah, I don't think I, I can't think off the top of my head of anything Ubisoft has put out. I mean Mario plus Rabbids. Sure. And that is a that was a huge deal and a collaboration. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the one I guess, other than like the just dances and stuff. Right. That um but so yeah, that that could be cool. I would love to see some weird, unique, interesting games from Ubisoft again. Because mm. I remember in like the PS2 generation that was kind of their thing. Right. As they yeah. put out like Beyond Good and Evil and all that shit that was like the Prince of Persia games. The first they- Assassin's Creed game blew my mind. Right. It was such a different concept and well executed. And it's kind of been ever since then mm. that they've all followed that template. Yeah. That that first Assassin's Creed from what, like 12 years ago? Yeah. Did. They have uh, their Rayman platformers are pretty inventive and cool. Sure. And a bit different. Yeah. Yep. I guess. But even then still platformer. Yeah, it, uh, yes, those, true, are something other than a shooter that Collector follows yeah. this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, I'd like to see some more stuff out of them. By the way, I'm listening to my voice in these headphones that I'm wearing to record <laughs> this and fuck, it sounds awful. You so do sound sick. I'm really sick. So I'm sorry, everyone. Jerry, I'll go got a back. real timber. I'll try and find something more unique about my voice. <laughs> and I will pitch it I again you were next saying, week. You're going to go back and do some like modulation on your voice after we've recorded oh. this. <laughs> so like your track. Just pitch it up. Heaps. <laughs> Make yourself sound healthy. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> that is a really bad idea. I wonder idea. if I could just like go on Fiverr or something and get a voice actor to be me. Oh, Ooh. yeah. To just go through. So I don't have to script anything, but he can just listen to this. Yep. Go through. Mm-hmm. Repeat it. Probably a little better. <laughs> and then we've got a better podcast. We'll do it with all three of us. We okay, should do yeah, it with all three of us, yeah. That'd yeah. be sick. One day, that let's do that. That is a good concept. <laughs> That's the Patreon episode one week. If any oh. motherfuckers steal that, <laughs> if anyone has a podcast there, listen, I'm sure it's already happened on a podcast already too, but I've come up with the idea organically <laughs> and I refuse to be pushed into a situation where I'm not 
the owner of that concept. <laughs> I think kind of vague ideas like that would have been done, but mm. actually getting three separate voice actors to sit through and listen to the isolated track and then record their own take of it. Yeah. Sure. I can't see a reason why anyone would have ever done that. Content. Sure. Everyone loves content. That True. content canary saw a lot of shit down no, in that coal mine. You, no one is as committed to bad comedy bits as us. We've learned <laughs> that through trial and error. <laughs> We're peerless. Our, our <laughs> iTunes reviews will yep. reflect. <laughs> <laughs> For better or worse, um, another game. I actually thought you were building up to talk about this, Knox, in terms of games that have stayed within this exact same template but gotten slightly worse. Right. Uh, if Diablo- you're gonna, can I just say, if you're going to talk about it, then in a sense, I was building up to it. <laughs> so I've come up with the idea yet again. Okay. <sighs> I wonder how that's going to sound in the <laughs> re-recording. Diablo Four. Is yeah. uh, it's been announced? It's happening. There's a big trailer out. Um, Blizzard fans rapidly moved past the whole uh, China Hong Kong thing. Sure. To get to be fair, mm. Blizzard apologized. Sure. At this BlizzCon thing, I saw a really good point made by someone in our Facebook group of everything has this sort of stuff with video games in particular. It's not just like everything's but but video games in particular are a fucked up industry in heaps of ways. Yeah. And we do tend to move on or ignore that stuff pretty quickly. So Blizzard, get another one. But anyway, it was good that the Blizzard thing was picking up Steam. Um, Yeah, Blizzard are on Steam now. Hmm. Uh, the <laughs> what? What would you like from me? I'm uh, assuming if Knox is heavily editing this episode, huge laugh has been laid into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you not know I put laugh tracks in these? <laughs> yeah. yeah, every time. I did think it was weird that you, when we get to your apartment, you ask us to get some clean ones just for future <laughs> use. I'm like, man, yeah. I'm happy to oblige. Yeah. I'm a guest in your house. I don't want to be sitting here going, "Why are you making me do this?" Yeah. 30 minutes of just like laughing into a mic It by all comes myself. together. It all comes together in the edit. And when I do something cute, you guys go, aww. <laughs> <laughs> what when about I come when down you the make stairs, out with one of us? Yeah. <laughs> People cheer when I walk here. Um, the, what were we talking? Oh, yeah. But th- so, yes, the, the, I think the CEO of the company came out and did a very corporate apology that was right. like, hey, look, we did the wrong thing. We're not going to do it again. But with what happened still stands. Yeah. Kind of. So, yes, people are moving past in a way, but I think in less of a way than with a lot of other companies. I hope so, yeah. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, they they pulled that fucking big red emergency lever mm. and they announced Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. Yeah, mm. so big and, like, in classic Blizzard style, Huge uh, budget CGI trailer, like yeah. that's and that that's what I've always loved about them. All of their games from Warcraft One, I think, onwards, probably yeah, have have had these genuinely great CGI trailers. And um, yeah, I was I watched the Diablo Four one. It was like nine minutes long. So this is the one where it's the people trying to get into the like. Um, they think it's a treasure room. Yeah. There's a big ga- it's gate like with Indiana Jones Three, yeah, temple thing. Yes. They're fighting off some demons. They get to the gate. There's a little little wizardy mage guy. Yeah, he sounds gets like in. Jeremy Irons. Mm. Blood opens the door, and then uh, I yeah I was sort of like ah maybe I'm I don't like these trailers anymore. Right. And then the ending shot happened, and it was cool. Sure, yeah. It's it's another Diablo game. I watched some gameplay as well. Right. Uh, it's gone kind of further back to the Diablo two style more than the three. Excellent. Less colorful. A little more. Um, uh, gothic mm-hmm. looking 
Talk amongst yourselves while I sneeze, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, ben, you ever sneeze? Uh, yeah, never on mic, though. <laughs> right. I really wish that I had the chance to. <sighs> God damn it. It went away. <laughs> it went away. It's the worst feeling. Anyway. Um, Just edit one in. <laughs> <laughs> and a, whole, a whole crowd sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> and then applauding for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, it looked, it looked very... Old fashioned blizzard. Well, I was out on three. I didn't like it at all. Like I, I played a bunch of it, but yeah, aesthetically, I, I didn't like it anywhere near as much as the first two, which were very similar. Yeah. Um, that is very appealing to me. I, I loved the first two. Like they were some like real sort of formative games for me as someone who likes video games. Sure. Let me temper those expectations for mm. you. <laughs> uh, it's always online. That is something I just read. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I've got an internet connection. It's the way things are these days. Yeah. But um, it's certainly uh, the... It, it suggests monetization. Sure. Mm. And everything about the way Blizzard is now suggests monetization. Yeah. The fact that this is a collect loot game suggests monetization. The fact that Diablo 3 was pretty heavily monetized suggests monetization. So that's... Yep. An unappealing aspect of this game for me personally. Yeah, uh, uh, and the, the, monetiz- the monetization in three was not something I ever engaged with. I think three had to be always online as well, probably, which was I a bit of an impediment for me at that time. I don't think I had a good internet connection right, then. Right. Um, it's not surprising, certainly, that it's always online. It's yeah. Just, uh, it's uh, it's more of a, a gripe with the way games are now. Right. I suppose sure. when you're directly comparing it to Diablo two. Yeah, as is going to be what because it's they're directly comparing it as well. They're making it look quite similar. Yeah, and so on. Uh, I re- yeah, I reckon this will be microtransactioned out the wazoo. Oh shit! I just hope like it microtransactioned ruined. Uh, what was it? Shadow of War, the Mordor right. sequel. Yeah, like it actually ruined the the flow of the single player experience, and it really annoyed me. And I, I like I hope that it doesn't fuck up Diablo Four because it's not I won't engage with the multiplayer I won't be selling fucking loot and weapons online to other players, but if it shits around with the campaign, that's that's when Benny gets mad. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's a good shot because the um, gameplay that I saw was a lot of like destiny style here's the world map boom here's the world boss now right go over to this everyone who's here and everyone try and fight it that sort of stuff and it didn't look not fun Mm. it which means it did look (laughs) it didn't look fine it looked fine (laughs) right but uh yeah it's it's diablo 2 exists yes in a time bubble yep diablo 4 is a modern game yeah it'll be out by the end of next year i'm pretty sure Right. I don't think they've said that, but I would be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, announcing it now. Yeah, yeah. probably PS4, uh, PS5, and Xbox, whatever mm-hmm. versions. Yeah, it looks okay. Mm. Um, it, it's hard not to have a, a certain amount of skepticism, though. Right. Which sucks. But yeah. Well, and Blizzard lately, apparently that last World of Warcraft expansion wasn't good. Mm. And that was the first one that people who were still playing that were like, ugh, don't know about this. Right. That classic version of it. Seemed to kind of flop. That came and went, and no one was really interested. I had a lot of people being like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to play that classic WoW at some point," and never hearing anything other than that. So yeah, yeah. Right. that was me as well. Yeah, uh, I, I don't really know what the last hit from them, as in not like, "Whoa, it's a hit," but like the last time it something hit with me, right? Maybe like StarCraft Two, sure, which was like 2010. 
when was Overwatch? 2016. And not, I mean, that obviously is a massive, massive hit. People like it. Uh, I'm not super into it because I just, I'm not massively into that, the like action character shooter mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It's a bit much for me. It's too much like a MOBA. Yeah, sure. And I'm over them. Uh, the <sighs> yeah. Other <laughs> The other announcement was uh, Overwatch Two. Yeah, yeah. speaking yeah. of Overwatch, which is weird because <laughs> they didn't say too much about it. Seems like it's relatively early on still, but it'll have like a single player or a mode that you can play single player, like player versus bots type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Seems like that might have more story and might maybe be sort of like a horde mode or oh, Left yep. for Dead type thing. Yep. And then it'll still have Overwatch multiplayer and you can play if you have Overwatch 1 with people who have Overwatch 2. Yeah, this is the thing I was thinking. Like, they, It seems like you know they add new stuff to Overwatch 1 pretty regularly, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like the need to have a sequel, you've got to really be... I guess doing stuff, you know, that you couldn't just do with that engine or just like plonk yeah. in or whatever. And will, will they be doing that? I mean, how much can you really fuck with it when that's what you know? It's when backwards it's so compatible. The yeah. rumor yeah. is that it will kind of have. Uh, it, it doesn't sound like the single player or the co-op or whatever type of non-traditional multiplayer thing it has will be. Uh, it doesn't sound like it will be all the way towards like a Destiny, mm-hmm. but it sounds like it's pushing more in that kind of direction. Right, mm-hmm. and then. The multiplayer is still the same. Yeah, okay. Kind of, which kind of makes sense. And I guess like, it's weird that it's not like an expansion or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have the chance to make it look better for new consoles. I yeah. guess is part of it. Sure, but that probably is it. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that one doesn't run that well on the Switch. I right. saw a bus ad for that that said Overwatch anywhere. For the Switch version of Overwatch, it's like, no, it's not. It's yeah. the internet. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking? I guess you could tether to your phone. If you have a phone with a good connection, yeah. Mm. Uh, is, yeah. So, yeah, Blizzard continues to be... Maybe it just meant on the bus. You get on the bus and the bus will take you sort of most places. Sure. Maybe it was an ad for the bus, you mean. It yeah. was like Overwatch and then underneath was an ad for the bus that said anywhere. Yeah. But a bus won't go anywhere. If you get on like Sydney, please, it'll be like... Huh. That's true. Sure. So, even in that sense, it's flawed. Yeah. yeah. We gotta find this bus and torch it. <laughs> <laughs> Drive it off a cliff just to teach you the lesson. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> um, all right, while well, I'm still uh, able to speak for the rest of this episode, I'm fading fast, boys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. Really is. This is really kicking in here. Do we have any other news? Have you been taking anything? Do you, uh, take, do you get on the old uh, cold and flu tabbies? I've got some stuff, but it's not doing heaps. It okay. never does anything nah. when you're actually sick. No. Nah. Yeah. yeah. It's a waiting game right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Was there other news? Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is out on PC. Yeah. Um, and apparently it not run too well. No, very buggy crashes. Lots Surprising. of weird fucked up things going on with it. Because right. GTA 5 was a good port on the PC, I think. Yes. And I don't know, PC ports are always weird. They can go one of two enormous ways every time. It's like they tend to be either great or shit. Mm. I've, I, it's so weird. Yeah. They're either like the best place to play something or like never touch this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd- did you hear there was a thing, you know, Saints Row 2. Mm. Volition, who made that, found the source code for that mm. like two weeks ago. And they're like, okay, uh-huh. we'll fix the PC version now. Oh. Because it came out fucking broken. You can't really play it. There are like fan-made patches and stuff. Right. But they've gone, hey, look, we'll fucking, we'll fix this up. We'll put it back out there. Sorry, everyone. A, so, a game from what, eight years ago or something? I, like More? 10? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But the, it 
the fact that they could just lost a hard drive or something, they're like, oh, fuck, here it is. Right. It's like back in my pants. Oh. I thought I'd been sitting all uncomfortable <laughs> for a decade. <laughs> so, yeah, port, PC ports are weird. That's why I fucking hate playing stuff on the PC. Right. I don't like thinking about the fact that maybe my settings aren't the perfect well, ones that, they yeah, could yeah. be. Yeah, that's, that's why I stopped being a PC gamer. The variables are so high. You can yeah. fuck it up by like installing a different... It's like some of the... And I used to hear this all the time when trying to troubleshoot. It's like, turn off your antivirus. Yeah. Like, okay, well, what if that's not the problem? Or what if having it installed in the first place fucked it and you'll never fix it? Like, there's just so many variables yeah. with PC gaming. And I, some people love that. You know, the customizability. Obviously, sure is the appeal, the cheapness of parts, all that kind of shit. But man, like I got to like not even that old, like twenty five, and was like, I can't be bothered fucking with this shit anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is a bummer too. Like if you're say you're super into it, like gaming on PC, and you kind of pride yourself on keeping it as top of the line as it can be because mm. you want everything to look as close to perfect as possible. Like You've you want to have the best version. And then this port comes out and it's just buggy and fucked yeah. anyway and it doesn't matter how yep. good your PC is. It comes out a year after everyone else has already right. played mm. it. Everything in the game has been spoiled for you at this point. Yeah. Right. You know, you've waited on it for a year. You've and listened to this podcast, us harp on about it for two straight months yes. and thought, God, one day, yeah. one day I'm going to be able to enjoy this. Here we go. Finally time to su- successfully launch this game. <laughs> what, now, what was that noise? That sounded like, Dung! but it can't have been. That must just be the Rockstar new logo. No, it's the Windows fucking noise. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's not launching for people, not connecting to servers for people, mm. running really poorly, Damn. crashing, all sorts of shit. There's yeah. no cars, there's just horses <laughs> yeah. and shit. Everything's yeah. really old. It takes forever to fucking get anywhere in that game. The story is incredibly slow moving. Your character has tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah. This is fucked. I should have kept the antivirus installed. Fuck. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure my computer's broken Because that character just said the N-word <laughs> I, I don't know what uh, I installed I was just, uh, No, I was just playing Call of Duty That's the, uh, uh, yeah. Good stuff, boys Even at diminished capacity We can still pull out a banger <laughs> uh, Any more news from you, Mr. News? <laughs> yeah Oh, this is kind of interesting Xenomax has to refund Australians for Fallout 76 Oh, because oh, we've got really that. good consumer law right. in this country. If you don't know, like our consumer law rights laws are pretty good. Yes, at the moment. Yeah, f- for the moment they're good. Yeah. We'll see Until what the, the fuck l- happens yeah. soon. Yeah, they're, if oh man, I fucking uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Scott Problem Morrison with, uh, is our prime yes, minister, potentially turning yeah. into a fully authoritarian fascist government in Australia. Playing out of worlds whilst reading news stories about him Ugh. is the strangest experience. <laughs> yeah, it's having these these two. Like capitalist fascist type stories happening. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at this point, it's mostly like as long as you keep the receipt and as long as you read up on yeah consumer rights, yeah. you'll get a refund for something if it's actually not that good. And this was like a class action lawsuit sort of thing. Um, they have to. It's only people who bought it during specific times mm. and uh, on specific. Uh, using specific methods Right And is it based on Misleading advertising Or is it based on Just like Not p- delivering The product that's promised Right uh, I'm pretty sure Xenomax has acknowledged That they are likely To have misled Certain Australian consumers About their rights To a refund When they experience Faults with their Fallout 76 game So it's not even That <laughs> they That it's taken this long It's that they refused Refunds I suppose Right Early on uh, Like Because Steam And 
PlayStation and Xbox all have their own refund policies, mm-hmm. but they're all based in America. Right. And right. they kind of don't comply with Australian law, a lot of them. Like the Steam, and it's all fucking grey at this point right. as well. And I'm probably getting some of this wrong because, believe it or not, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a terrible way to make an opening statement. I, 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 felt, like, <laughs> I felt like I was gripping my like, little Now, believe suspender. it or not, boys. Or not. I'm now, I ain't no fancy lawyer. Oh. Have that stricken from the record. You can't do that. Well, I didn't know that. I'm not a lawyer. I mean. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's got a major enough fault that it they have their right to a refund. Mm. So the right to the refund is because what? They were sold something that it was... What, masquerading is something that it's not? Like, what is what is the actual thing that the game has done uh, wrong? Well, it sounded like, from what you read, Knox, the problem was with the refund policy, not with... Yeah. Other stuff? A variety of faults with the Fallout 76 game, including, in some cases, problems with the servers, lagging graphical and visual products. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so just the quality of the game. Right. Yeah, right. right. That's pretty huge. When a consumer buys a product, it comes with automatic consumer guarantees and retailers must ensure their refunds and return policies do not misinterpret what... Misrepresent, sorry. Same meaning, but anyway, misrepresent what the Australian <laughs> consumer law provides. So it's a clashing with like the Steam thing of like, if you played it for more than two hours, sorry, you're fucked. Right. That doesn't comply with Australian consumer law in this case right. because the product is broken. Yeah, it, li- it just doesn't measure up to the basic standards of what the product should be. Yeah. Like what a game should be, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. If a hose has leaks, it ain't a hose. If a game has leaked personal information, <laughs> including addresses and phone numbers of people <laughs> who have played it, yep. it's not a game. It's a fucking CIA scam. I love the idea of that happening to you and just getting a refund and then the company being like, so we're cool, right? (laughs) (laughs) You got your money back. Talking to to Bethesda going like, I'd love a refund. They're like, okay, okay, we'll give you one. They're like, do you want my details? No, no, we have them. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about that. I wonder if anyone listening to this got got themselves a refund. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Come on the show and we'll interview about it for an hour. Surely our listeners are not dumb enough to have bought it in the first place. It's not necessarily a dumb thing. I bought it. <laughs> I still haven't played it. Maybe you qualify for a refund. Yeah. I checked. I don't believe I do. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a great revelation. I didn't check that deeply though. I'm gonna have a more of a look. Oh, this, this what a cliffhanger. Yeah. We're gonna find out is Adam Knox gonna get a sweet what, eighty bucks back? It's something like that. Fuck yeah. That's I handy. really want this for you. <laughs> what okay, what will you do with that money if you do get it back? If will, you do get a refund? I will buy the founders edition of Fallout 76. <laughs> ah, nice. Ah, nice. The premiere, yeah. extra gold, mm-hmm. subscription model. But they swear they fixed all the problems. <laughs> They've made, they they wouldn't be charging that much money <laughs> yes. if they had weren't giving you something <laughs> valuable. Yeah. That's great. You're just a real gambler, so it's like you get the money back f- from this consumer <laughs> affairs thing and then you think it's like Double or nothing. It's like, hey, yeah. if I if I just buy the same thing again, <laughs> yes. maybe there'll be another class action and I'll get even more money this yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a. I'll, I'll look up if I can if I can get that money back. Bit mm. of bit of tension there for next episode. Yeah. A little bit of spooky kind of tension. Ooh. There. Okay. Interesting. Do you find tension spooky? Yeah. I find like, oh, I feel tense here. Yeah, horror movies are built on spooky situations. Yeah, Yeah, but I don't think tension itself is inherently spooky. I think being spooked 
has a degree of tension to it. Mm, but, you okay. know, I can be in a tense situation. Like, I can be in an argument with someone and I'm not sitting there going, God, I am scared out of my mind right now. <laughs> Let's put it a different <laughs> way then. If I get my refund, yeah. I will feel all gooey with joy. Gooey. Oh, okay. Gooey. Or here's another way to put it. If you get your <laughs> refund, you could buy Luigi's Mansion 3. It's ah, a little on the nose, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, our major review for this week's episode <laughs> of Filthy Casuals. What I've just realised happens almost every week on this show. Mm-hmm. There's an elaborate segueing into a bit where yes. we're all joking around mm-hmm. and then there's a point of laughter mm-hmm. and then a couple of seconds and then one of us goes, ah, yes. Anyway, this game is out. Like, we all just look at each other <laughs> yes. like, who's going to carry the burden uh, of just doing the actual yeah. announcement of what we're talking the, about? The thing none thing, of us want to do. Good thing is, no one paid for this, so we are protected. In yeah. Australia's consumer law, no refunds for you, motherfuckers. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So, Luigi, he's back. Luigi's and I've heard this three. time. He's mm-hmm. back. He's in a mansion. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's sort of technically not. Oh, really? This is the one of the Luigi's Mansion games where he's, strictly speaking, not in a mansion. He's in a hotel. That is very true. It's a mansion-esque hotel, quite a big building. If you own a hotel and decide to not let any guests stay there and just live in it, that's a mansion. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Or is it an ex-hotel? Yeah. Yeah, how far did you come in in terms of setting it up as a hotel? If you turn the TV on and you have to pay to watch every single movie that's on there. In your own house? In your own house. If you're paying $4 for Pringles in your own house, that's a hotel. Is there a bellboy? If there's a bellboy. If there's bedbugs and cum on all of the sheets still. (laughs) It's a house. house. (laughs) Very, very good stuff. Uh, So, Thomas, you've played the previous games in this series? Uh, I've played the second one. I never played the first. I think I played a tiny, tiny little bit of the first one way back in the day. Which was on? GameCube. Right. I think it was a a launch game for the GameCube. Fuck, right, okay. I think I rented a GameCube from the video store and played a little bit of it for the weekend. Right. But then the second one I completed on the 3DS. Loved it. Mm -hmm. May have been my favourite game of that year. Wow. Really, really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, So this one, I've been... Primed for it mm. I have not expectations played Expectations very high Expectations pretty high mm-hmm. But I feel like I kind of didn't I kind of sort of Stopped watching stuff about it At a certain point mm-hmm. And like nothing about it Looked like they were Really going to go like You know To the nth degree with it And really like Mess with the formula too much Right Did they remove half of the ghosts Or <laughs> <laughs> Anything stupid like that Nothing No cockamamie schemes like that <laughs> Okay To put me A die hard offside mm. Um, but yeah, I it, it, it yeah it, it never seemed like this was going to be a complete reinvention because they've only made two of these things and yeah. the last one was I think six years ago or something like that and probably a lot of people never played it so it, it almost feels like it's like a, this could to a lot of people I think this will be the first Luigi's Mansion they've ever played to uh, one of the people in this room whoa yeah I uh, had no idea what this game was going to be I didn't really? even I didn't even know what the other two games were like right. I hadn't watched any footage um, and yeah di- all I knew was that a lot of people including you but a lot of our listeners as well mm-hmm. were really hyped for this yeah um, what do you think of it I'm enjoying it so far I mean I it's it's it is very the same as what I've played of the other ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like, I wouldn't say it's like, you know, super knocked my socks off because I'm just getting what I expected out of it. Right. Which is you go, you basically go room to room in this mansion, it, sorry, hotel, <laughs> and there's just like a little puzzle in each room. Some of them 
more intricate than others. You have uh, you have a vacuum cleaner, you have a torch, and you have like a, a UV mm. blue light kind of thing. And you also the new thing for this one is you have the ability to um, split off into Guiji who can squeeze through grates and uh, is not hurt by spikes and stuff like yes, that. Yes, but he dies in water. He dies in water. So there's some yeah interesting sort of and a lot of quirks. elements where you'll use him. On what you know, you've got two of you, and if if you switch between the two of you while one person's vacuuming, it keeps vacuuming. So there's lots of right. puzzles where you've got to work out how to use Set both of them in tandem, and then go do the other. Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. Is yeah. Guiji a ghost or is he like a science thing? He's a science thing, right? right. He's just made out of green goo. Did yeah, Egad make him? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Egad's back. Um, so you're basically going. Floor to floor, there's a ho- there's a um, elevator in the hotel. The buttons are all gone, so you you know you go to a floor, you beat a boss or do whatever it is, and you get the you know the elevator button for the next floor. So that's kind of how you progress through. Right. Um, and from what I've seen so far, it it is stretching itself graphically a bit more than these games have in the past. So it's not so much sticking rigidly to the like. Oh, they're all just rooms in a busted up hotel. Like right. I did a bit that's like a medieval castle theme, and then there's a bit that's like a big indoor garden. It's like a themed sex hotel. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And from what I've seen, from I mean, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> from what I've seen of uh, segments further on in the game, it does get more and more varied with its kind of graphical um, in in terms of what it's doing. And, right. And yeah, there's bits where it's kind of Cheating a little bit and going like, oh, this bit's a pirate ship. Never mind that it's indoors on a floor of a hotel. Yeah, Like right. it's not, you know, it's not super it's, strict about like... It's all haunted and shit, right? Yeah. So you could be seeing things and whatever. Totally, yeah. It's not strictly sticking to like the architecture of like this is the layout of all these floors on top of each other. Cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's... it's. I think it looks really good. I think the animations in particular are great. Like all of Luigi's little kind of bits of character to him. Like the way he kind of looks around and he... You know, he'll the way he'll like open a door if it's jammed from the other side and him looking around and stuff. All that sort of stuff, all the little detail in the characters is I think great. He's really animated. Yeah. <laughs> like like more so than any other game I've played really where it's like like you know how in Uncharted they started to put in things of like Nathan Drake touching the wall as he walks along. Right. But it's like everything like Luigi's like reacting to shit constantly. You'll be walking around and he'll see something that scares him and he'll just keep walking around like shaking for a little bit and creeping around. Yeah. So just are affecting the natural sort of movement animations. Yeah. It's really detailed. It's it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. I mean the the constant recurring thing is like he walks into a room, opens a drawer and a ghost pops out and scares him. Mm. But it's but it there's so many different ways that he reacts that it never just feels like, oh, I'm just watching the exact same animation play out again. Yeah, like yeah. it's nice and varied enough. Yeah, um, and yeah, his little then his his little cute little things when he when you clear an area and he's all excited for like a second and then he yeah. goes back to like just his idle animation where he's just like jittering. Uh, nervously, yeah, is, is great. His little dog, cute. his little ghost his little, dog, his little ghost dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what are you thinking of it? Because I, I <laughs> couldn't tell if you were going to be into it or not. I, I don't. I don't know. I di- it's not a kind of game that I've played before, really. Like it's at its base, it's sort of like a it's like a puzzle game. It's not even a puzzle platformer. Yeah. Or really a puzzle action game. Although I guess it's maybe closest to that because occasionally you're catching some ghosts. Yeah, I will say it takes a little bit to get going. It's it feels that way. Yeah. Like you like I just got Guiji and I've been playing it for like 
two hours, ninety minutes. or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. It's it's really only from then that it's that the game actually yeah. sort of starts. It is. So you're both still relatively early on. Yeah, it seems I'm pretty early on. Yeah. Okay. It it's incredibly slow to start in mm. the in the sense that like. Your movement is slow. Yeah. And until you get all of your equipment, which means you can you have all these different varieties of ways of interacting with the with the space around you. Yeah. Initially you're just like walking very slowly and then vacuuming stuff up very slowly as yep. well. And I was like, What is this game? Why do people like this? Yep. It's so slow paced at the start. Well, once you've got all your tools, because most of the puzzles and areas are really only like one screen. Yes. So your movement being slow doesn't really matter because you're just kind of like sneaking through this one room and trying to look for where this thing is and experiment by. Mm-hmm. That's what's really fun about it. I That's the bit I really enjoy about it the most is getting into a new room. You've got these tools and it's like, all right, let's fuck around and see what's what in here. Mm-hmm. You know, you you pull a curtain down and then behind that you find a switch that you can, you know, all that sort of stuff. Right. So the movement being slow doesn't matter once you're in the guts of it. Mm-hmm. But when it does matter is at the start when it's like, hey, go here, now go here, now go here to kind of like get all your abilities kind of worked out. Yes. That's the bit that's like, it, that's when it feels slow because it doesn't, it feels annoyingly slow. Like it, fe- it, yeah. it is a slow game by design, but it's weird to then have, you, you are trekking around the bottom floors of the, of the hotel for a fair while before yeah. you get everything together. And it's often like, uh, oh, collect all the coins in here. And it never gives you an indication of why. Yeah, there is a... There, weirdly, there's a fair bit of assumed knowledge yeah. in it. Like, yeah. you have played all the other ones. Yeah. It doesn't super go into great detail about, like, what... Yeah. For a game on, like, a new yeah. platform, like, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's very slow... In a lot of the tutorial elements. Yeah. So like, okay, you move and then you, you can do a big jump and you can do a suck. Yeah. And it's like, and this is pa- like... Wait. <laughs> so you can... You're saying mm-hmm. you don't like this game. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks and blows. <laughs> um, but that stuff unfolds so slowly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, it's it's. But it's then once you, once you have all that stuff, then it's like... It just kicks up because I was having the same response. I was like, man, right. come on, fucking get me in there. But then, yeah, Gooigi is kind of the last thing where it's like, okay, now the game has started. Like the very next area that you go into like has a cool little, there's like four different rooms that you got to work out how to like move between them. Like it, it kind of very quickly just go. Like once you've got everything, it's like, okay, now here we go. Right. It doesn't, it does, you know, and then you're unlocking new floors pretty quickly. Yeah, sure. Everything, it has that thing that Nintendo do particularly well, which is like, Good idea, used once or twice, now you're on to the next thing. Sure. It doesn't really, like, hang you around in anywhere too long and you do start progressing through the rooms, like, yeah, very quickly. Yeah, I I think I was about sick of the game Mm -hmm. and then I beat, like, a couple of, like, little mini bosses and really started to get the hang of the controls, combining all of those mechanics and elements together. Yeah. sort of going more rapidly between the spaces and stuff as well. Yeah. And then getting to Gooigi and being like, oh, I see how this is going to be a fun element in these puzzles. Yeah. And I think now I sort of like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm keen to play uh, a bit more of it. I just haven't had much time over the last week. But, um, but yeah, just that 
yeah, I, th- I think it looks great. I think the sound design is good. Mm-hmm. The the little areas where you do get into the fights with the rooms of ghosts that you have to wipe out, yeah. the stunning them with the torch and then grabbing them in the vacuum and then like smashing them yeah. on the ground to weaken them. It's like it's satisfying. Yeah. It's very fun. And just like the kind of physics-based stuff of it, of like going into a room that'll have heaps of stuff in it and you can just really fuck up the space by yeah. like, yeah, grabbing... Like, things react really well environmentally. Like, they do have kind mm. of like a bit of real-world physics to them where they'll just scatter all across the floor. Yes. And that is just really sad. Like, I've been wasting a lot of time just being <laughs> in a room, just trying to destroy everything I can, just yeah. hoover up everything, smash every vase, like, just experiment with every corner of the room. Mm. Um, feels really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I Initially, I thought it was just going to be like, walk into one room, there's a ghost, and then there's a key, and then there's a door. Yeah. And it's... Proving to be a little more complicated than that. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'll stick with it because it's like all of the aesthetics are done very well. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily ones that I love. Yeah, but like if I was to recommend it, or if I was going to decide if I was going to recommend it, I would say yes. If it if it looks like your kind of game, yeah, you'll probably like it. Yeah, and clearly, I think if you like the previous ones, you'll definitely like this. Totally. one. Totally. Yeah. yeah, maybe fun we'll puzzly stuff. Check back in next week then with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you also, we should update this. You finished out of the Outer Worlds. Yes, I did. Us. Yeah, uh, and great. Loved it. Loved the story. Love what it builds to. Uh, it gives you a nice little epilogue. Mm-hmm. It's a hard ending though, so it's not like a Skyrim or a Morrowind or a, a game like or a Fallout where it's like the story ends and you can keep doing quests. Well, Fallout Three originally just ended. I think New Vegas did that too. Right, so four, four, four certainly didn't. Right, and and uh, yeah, it's obviously similar games. Yeah, uh, you get to keep fucking around, but this one you don't. So I'm gonna start playing it again. And He's back. I'm looking forward to it. I've been I've been going through and doing like every side quest and every little bit and piece. Yeah, I think I've got like 25 or 26 hours played now or something. Right, sure. Um, I think I finished it at about 21 hours. Right. Yeah. So and yeah, if you go through and do, I I reckon I'm still. I'm at least one full planet away from ending. I've just gotten to the one planet I hadn't really been to. Mm -hmm. So I'd imagine there's probably around 30 in it for me. Yeah, sure. And I I definitely started streamlining towards the end. Right. I'm still loving it. Yeah. And and it's because I was loving the story. It it just, and it felt like a natural uh, picking up of pace. Right. As I was playing it, because I kind of had like two or three days of, Basically, just playing that game. Sick. Um, it's really good. It's a great game. Yeah, can't speak highly enough of it. I got to put more time into it. Yeah, like a lot of things. Same. Yeah. We're gonna do our game of the year shit in not that long. Yeah, and there's still a few things I want to get back to and knock off. Same. Yeah. 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 Same. Um, well, I think that'll do us for another week here on Filthy Casuals. Unless yeah. Adam, you've been playing anything? You've been uh, I've been playing Outer Worlds busy. and uh, I've been getting sick. Yep. <laughs> That's been a huge part of what I've been doing. We, uh, it's that did. type of fucking sick as well where you can't really do much. Sure. You, you, don't, you don't have the energy to focus on a screen. It hurts yeah. your eyes. Yep. The, it, oh, hell. A the living worst. hell. It's not good for our lifestyles, that kind nah. of sickness. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, we better leave it there for another week. Filthycasuals.com.au. Check out the new band camp. Mm. Uh, you can get onto the Patreon, support the show. If you like it enough to do so, we very much appreciate it. You get an extra episode every week where we talk about other stuff. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Hopefully I'm alive for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it as well. I, no, I mean it. That's a good thing. Yeah. 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 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.